I couldn't have said it any better. We're going to go to the book of Psalms this morning, Psalm 144, if you will. Psalm 144, if you don't have a Bible, there should be one in the chair there in front of you, possibly, if you'd like to follow along. Psalm 144, verse number one, blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches, teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows, and destroy them. Send thine hand from above, rid me, and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword, Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and the right hand is the right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full, affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. I'm going to try to preach this morning on this subject. Don't take the flag down yet. Let's pray. We'll get started. Heavenly Father, we're thankful. We're thankful for you, first and foremost. We're thankful for this great country that you have blessed now for 244 years. And we need some help. We understand that. But we believe you're still in control. We believe you're still in charge. We're trusting you to do in our country what only you can do. And I pray that you'd help us this morning to be encouraged to that very fact. Lord, I just ask that you'd give boldness. Um, the wherewithal to preach this message the way you'd have it done. And I do pray for anyone in here that does not know Christ as their Savior. Speak to them. Lord, the most, decision, most important decision that we, any of us would ever make before leaving this world is that we know we have trusted Christ as our Savior. So you do the work that we can't, Lord, as we preach this message. We pray and thank you for it all in Jesus Christ's wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated.
French writer Alexis de Tocqueville, a 19th century historian, after visiting the United States of America in 1831, said this. He said, I sought for the greatness of the United States in her commodious harbors, her ample rivers, her fertile fields, and boundless forests, and it was not there. I sought for it in her rich mines, her vast world commerce, her public school system, and in her institutions of higher learning, and it was not there. I looked for it in her democratic congress and her matchless constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is a great nation because America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. That is quite a statement there. And I love the United States of America, and I'm very thankful that the Lord allowed me to be born in this great country. And there are those that say that America was never a great nation, but they're wrong. And there are those who desecrate and burn our nation's flag, but they truly do not understand her great history. And there are those that say, absolutely say they hate this country, and to them I publicly say, if you don't love it, leave it. 244 years ago, this nation was conceived in the hearts of some God-fearing, freedom-loving men that were willing to place everything on the line to see her born, see her become a reality. And at that time, no one thought such a nation was even possible, and no one ever dreamed it would have a long life, even if it were to survive the difficult birth, but survive it did. And what a grand nation it is. None like it. Uh, none like it had ever been before, and there has been nothing to compare with her ever since. Those visionary men decided to call her a republic because she belongs to the people. There were many that wanted to see her end as soon as she began, but that was not to happen. The newborn babe climbed out of her cradle, staked her claim and place in this world, and slew the giants that sought to slay her. The things she suffered from the very beginning are more than mere words can describe and certainly more than most of us here can identify with. The cruel, undeveloped wildernesses that were there, the diseases, the poverty, the opposition, the internal strife, and the heartache of all those who perished to sustain her were all overcome and they were overcome with high hopes and with a very exciting spirit. The way for America and for Americans has never been easy. But it has been a wonder for the world, the rest of the world, to behold. We have had wars within. We've had wars on foreign shores. We've had terror attacks. We've had depressions and droughts and earthquakes and storms and floods and even political upheavals. Her critics have stood by ready to pronounce death and conduct funeral. But she is still filled with life. And she is still filled with hope for this future. There are those that will say that she'll not be able to last much longer. And I have to admit that she is not the picture of perfect health that I'd like for her to be right at this point. Her movement down the road of time is not as swift and principled as it once was. Time has taken its toll on her and she's not as young, she's not as powerful, she's not as feared as she once was. But don't take the flag down yet because America's not dead. 
I believe that there, where there is life, that there is hope. And in the case of this great nation, there is much hope. And regardless of what some may say, she is still one nation under God. She is still God's gift to those who love liberty and freedom. Her love and her compassion is still reaching out to those that are in need. You know, we don't need African Americans, and we don't need Hispanic Americans, and we don't need Italian Americans, and we don't need Asian Americans, and we don't need Irish Americans, and we don't need Indian Americans or Native Americans or any other hyphenated Americans. We just need to be American. We need to be one nation under God. There will be no strength. There will be no strength in a collection of little countries within one country. There's no room for those who would come in here and pull us down and take away and destroy what has been built by the blood of our forefathers. We have no room for those who would scoff and betray our principles of liberty and freedom. We have no room for those who would stir up hate and strife in this great nation in which we live. This is a nation that's founded upon goodness. It's founded upon right. We must once again take God's Word into our hand, His love into our hearts, His approval on our deeds, and march into the future with confidence, knowing that God is still in control. We need to take a fresh look at our great God and all that He has done for this nation. With grateful hearts, we need to cry out to our God, yes, to our God, for a renewed uh, strength and faith. The liberal cowards that have put us in retreat, must go. And we must once again be willing to stand and defend the right. Don't take the flag down yet. She still has life left in her. Psalm 144 verse 1 says, Blessed is the Lord my strength which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. No wonder David was the greatest soldier that ever marched into battle. He had the best instructor. The Lord himself taught him to war and he taught his fingers to fight. God help us to be instructed by that very same source. Be led by the very God of heaven. In our our rich history, I believe there are great military leaders that could make that same claim as they fought the wars that they fought. God gave them wisdom and God gave them power far beyond their own capabilities. I'm talking about men like Washington and Jackson and Montgomery and MacArthur and Eisenhower. I believe they were on speaking terms with our heavenly instructor. I believe the Lord was their strength and He was their teacher and thus we are free today. We're free to walk. We're free to worship as we please. Thank God for men like that. I know that there are critics. Many many of them in church circles that will say that America is no longer a Christian nation. And it's true that most most of those in Washington are godless. Most of those in Washington are very corrupt. But may I remind you of a few things? There are thousands of church services going on this morning. There are thousands of God-called preachers that will stand in pulpits across this nation today and declare, thus saith the Lord. There are still some good Bible colleges. There are millions of God-fearing believers that love the Lord and they pray and they serve Him daily. They're still out there. There are thousands of young men and women that are preparing to go into full-time service. There are printing machines running day and night, printing Bibles and tracts to sent all around this world. 
There are missionaries that have mastered almost every language for the purpose of preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're out there doing the work of God. There are Christian radio stations, Christian television stations that are broadcasting the gospel to nearly every part of our world. I say to you that America is still the greatest nation in the world and God is still working through and blessing this nation in a very great way. We just need to open our eyes to it. And I believe he will continue to do so as long as those things are still a reality. Don't take the flag down yet. Yeah, America is still going. And I'm not ignorant. I'm fully aware of, of the, the sin that's corrupting our land. I'm aware of a rising crime problems. It's very evident everywhere that you would look. I'm aware of the decaying political system. I'm aware of the injustice of the judicial system. I'm aware of the failure of welfare, which is neither well nor fair. I'm, a, I'm aware of the terrible plight there of those in poverty. I, I'm aware of those types of things, but don't take the flag down yet. As long as there's a remnant of God's people in this land that will love and serve Him, I guarantee you there is hope. There's hope for us. Let me give you some things that give us hope, give me hope. Today, I have hope for America because of our youth. Because of our youth. No, really, verse number 12 there says that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. I know there's a lot of complaining about the youth in America, and justifiably so in some, but I know that God loves the youth. And there is hope because God loves the little children. Matthew 18, 14 says, Even so, it, it, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Matthew 19, 14 says, But Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. All over this country, there are innocent children that need the Lord. And as long as there are churches that love them and are trying to reach them, there is hope for America. Children's ministries have a lot of critics but they really are a part of the hope for our nation. And I plan to be a part of that as long as the Lord enables us to do so. We're going to do our best to continue to keep those buses rolling when we can get them rolling again. So let's reach them while we can. I love children. I love the little kids. I mean, I, 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 I think that we have great hope because if we are training them up in the way that they should go and to love the Lord thy God with all their heart and mind and soul and strength, I'm telling you, we've got an army coming up behind us. As long as we're reaching them like that. There's hope for this nation of the young men that are fighting, out there fighting for our freedom right now. When this land needs defending, it's upon those young, brave, and strong men that we call. Those are the ones that will accept and meet the challenge, the ones that are ready to go. Those are the ones that have followed that grand old flag into battle and fought and won our freedom and won our liberty. I mean, they have made sacrifices and they've paid the price. And I believe there are still those true young American men that will stand and fight for this great nation. I'm telling you, don't take the flag down yet because there's still a lot of fight left in us. There's hope because of America's young ladies. I'm happy and proud that there are still some godly young ladies in this country, those that have not sacrificed their virtue and their beauty on the altar of this world. In spite of the women's liberation in Hollywood and all those other groups that are really trying to destroy the dignity and the place of godly women, there are still some that believe the Bible and will live and look like God intends for them to do so. 
those that, that, that are more concerned in showing their faith instead of showing their figure, those who, whose more morality is more important than their makeup. There are still godly young ladies out there. And there is nothing more beautiful and holy as a godly woman, a woman that knows the Lord and has given herself for His glory and for His honor. I'm talking about the good wives that, that love and honor and obey their good husbands. I'm talking about the precious mothers that have carried the morals and strength of this nation. The sweet elderly grandmothers that have held and encouraged and guided so many for so long. No, no, no. Don't take the flag down yet. God has some women that he can use to rekindle the hope of America. I really believe that. I have hope for America because of our, of our patriots that remember and love our heritage. You know, this nation has some great men in her history. Listen to some, what some of our past presidents have said. George Washington said, it's impossible to govern, govern the world without the Bible. Abraham Lincoln said, the Bible is the best gift that God has ever given to man. Thomas Jefferson said, the Bible is the source of liberty. John Quincy Adams said, I say unto you, search the scriptures. Andrew Jackson said, the Bible is the rock on which this republic rests. Ulysses S. Grant said, hold fast to the Bible as the anchor of your liberties. Write its precepts on your heart and practice them in your lives. Theodore Roosevelt said, the Bible is the most democratic book in the world. William McKinley said, the more we study the Bible, the better citizens we will be and higher will be the destiny of our nation. Woodrow Wilson, Wood, Woodrow Wilson said, I believe the Bible is the income.'" In, incomparable and un, unimpeachable word of God. And Calvin Coolidge said, America was born in the revival of religion. And there's so many quotes I'd like to give here. There's not enough time, but I, I believe there's still some today that remember our godly and biblical heritage, and they're trying to move this nation back to God. No, no, there are those few that are trying to move this nation back to God, back to, back to the one that really was the reason that this nation started. And I don't know if they're going to be successful, but I believe the opportunity is still there. And I believe that we need to be people of prayer, that God will move them in such a way that this nation will continue to be strong. There, there are preachers that are influencing some of our leaders. I'm thankful for that. There are people of God that are praying for revival and a return to God and a return to His Word and a return to His will and His way. And it's and as I have said, as long as there is life, there is hope. God wants our attention. And if we hear and we heed His call, there is hope for America. No, 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 don't take the flag down yet. I have hope for America because of our material blessings. Verse number 13 in our scripture today says this, that our garners may be full, affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. America, America is and has been blessed because we're always willing to share what God has given us. I mean, all over this world, people are being fed because of the efforts and the generosity of Americans. You say, well, America's not in very good financial shape right now. She's still in better financial shape than anywhere else. The generosity that America has, has showed, it's a Bible principle. <clears throat> and it's been believed and it's been proven over, uh, uh, um, and over and over by this country. No other nation can produce food like America. No other nation can produce 
health resources like America. No other nation can produce technology like America. I've traveled a little and I've talked to those who travel a lot. No other country is as blessed as our country. The blessings of God are still evident in this nation. Don't take the flag down yet. There's still hope for this old girl. I have hope for America because of our Christian homes. I'm really thankful that there are those that are still determined to have homes that honor God. They're not worried about what family or friends may think about their separation from this world. They don't let their children pick and choose what they're going to do. They still train them in the way that they should go. Those that train their children that the house of God is more important than the sports arena. Somebody say amen right there. Those that are not afraid that they, that those that are not afraid that they cannot be their children's friend if they tell them no. There are still some godly homes in this nation. Christian homes and the children of those homes are a great part of the hope for America. Psalm 144.13, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our street. Don't take the flag down yet. As long as Christian parents are raising children that will grow up to love the Lord Jesus Christ as they should and put Him, for, and put him first, there may be hope for this land. They'll keep the flag of America flying for freedom and for Christian liberty. No, don't take the flag down yet. I have hope for America because of her willingness to labor. Verse number 14 says that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in or going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. I know we hear a lot of whining. We hear a lot of complaining. But a great portion of Americans are working hard. And they're doing their best to keep the flag flying high over this great land. You know, the freeloaders have never held the flag up. They never will. No, I don't mind it. I'll say it again. The freeloaders have never held the flag up, and they never will. Thank God for those in this room that work hard and pull their load. Hard work is honorable. Absolutely so. And every man has an obligation to do it. There are many of you in this country that are, that are true heroes and deserve to be honored. Just because of your hard work that you've put in to keep your families going, to keep your churches going. The Bible says that if a person refuses to work, he should not eat. I'm not for cru- no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I'm not for any. I'm not. I'm, I'm not for any cruel tactics that will hurt anyone. I'm not. Not at all. I'm not trying to be heartless in this. Not even. But I am for making men pull their own weight. I thank God that there are still a few leaders that are calling for just that. Trying to make things right in that way. And I know they're being demonized and called every ugly name in the book. But, but they're right to seek relief for those that are willing to work. Okay, let me close with this last thought. As great as this nation may be, as great as her people may be, Man's only real hope is the Lord. It's our only real hope. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my names shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land.
I understand that verse was not written to us. I understand. But the principles there are still very real and very good. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves. That's a big problem in the United States of America, isn't it? Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, seek God's face. And turn from their wicked ways. Here's a big problem we have in the United States of America because of uh, quote-unquote churches that have been established all across this great land that do not continue to preach the whole counsel of God. People have this idea today that they can wear the badge of Christian and just live any way they want to live. But our God is still a holy God. And He did say in His Word, Be ye holy. For I am holy. He challenges us that way. Well, who do you think you are? Holy Joe? Oh no, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, I fall short. No, no, I fall short of God's glory every day. I understand that completely. I'm not standing up here acting like I'm perfect because I know I'm not perfect. And the time I said it, my wife would stand up and correct me. No, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I was talking to someone this morning. All God requires of us, of His children, is to be faithful. To continue to try. To to pray and and seek Him and and love Him and ask Him for the help we need. And then do our best to follow His Word. He lays it out very plain for us. And just be faithful to continue to try. And even though we fail and even though we fall short of His glory, He continues to bless us because He blesses our faithfulness. That we would just hang in there. I mean, just keep on going. Come on. That we'd hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. That we just keep trying. That's what God wants from us. Just keep Him first in our lives. Not to act like we can live in wickedness and love God with all of our heart. It doesn't go together. Not at all. I'm thankful that 36 years ago, as just an old hopeless junkie that I got down beside my coffee table and cried out to God. That I asked Him to forgive me of my sin to save my soul. And He did right there that day. I mean that quickly. And He put a new song in my heart. A new path. A new way. Gave me new direction. No, no. My life's never been the same. It's not been perfect, but it's never been the same. I'm thankful that anyone that will turn their heart to God and trust Christ, He'll save them just like that. Salvation isn't religion. Salvation is a relationship. A relationship that's life-changing. Religion's laborious. Well, I guess I just have to keep doing this and doing this to make my way to heaven. I just give it. You can't work your way to heaven. It can't happen. No, no, no. It, no, no, no. There's only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he paid the price for that all those years ago on Mount Calvary. Where he allowed men to beat nails through his hands and through his feet onto that cross. Where he hung there for some six hours, bleeding horribly. I mean, suffering more than any man's ever suffered. Shedding his blood for you and for me. Where he made a way. Because he gave, the, the, he gave up the ghost and died. He was laid in a tomb for three days. He did rise from the dead. 
No other prophet's ever done that. Just the very begotten Son of God. He did ascend to heaven. He does sit at the right hand of God. And He made the way because if sinners will just repent, just turn their heart to God, put their faith and trust in what Jesus did for them on the cross, salvation is very real. And it's life-changing. I don't work to stay saved. I'm saved by the good grace of God and I couldn't get out of it if I want to. Well, you Baptists, you believe once saved, always saved. Absolutely so. Well, you just believe you get saved and you can live any way you want to. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I believe if you're truly saved, you don't want to continue to live like you used to live. God changes your heart. He does something nobody else can do. Saves your soul. I do know this. I know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's, he doesn't want anyone to die and go to hell. He doesn't want anyone to die and go to hell. He wants everyone to be saved. That's what God's desire. Well, why doesn't He make us do that? That's not the way God works. He gave us free will. We have to make the decision. We have to make the choice to do that. He gives us all that choice. That time comes that you end up in hell, you can't blame God for it. God made the way. Sin is only begotten Son. I do know there's a lot of people that put a lot of faith in a lot of things. Well, preacher, it's not like I'm a bad person. I, I didn't say you're a bad person. The Bible says we're all wicked. I didn't say you're a bad person. God does. Well, I'm telling you, I've done some good things in my life. And I hope when I get there that my good outweighs my bad. It won't. I'm just trying to be truthful. It won't. Besides that, your good works won't get you into heaven. Well, I have you know I was baptized as a baby. Doesn't mean a thing. All you got was wet. Well, I have you know I was baptized as an adult. Doesn't mean a thing. Baptism never has washed one sin away, never will. Baptism never has saved anybody, never will. Oh, no, 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 no. No, baptism is a step you take after salvation. It's just a step of obedience saying, I've decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to go His way. No, true salvation comes when we decide that we're ready to turn to God, our heart. And we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. <clears throat> but Christianity today, quote unquote Christianity today, has made it where that's not needed. You can just live any way you want to, as long as you go to, you know, some church. And really you don't even need to do that because, you know, you don't have to go to church to love God and all those things that you hear. quote-unquote, Christianity today has made it easy just to believe that you're okay. But unless you truly know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're not. Well, I can't believe you'd say something like that. It's my responsibility to say stuff like that. As a God-called preacher. Just to try to help people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. 
that they might not spend eternity in hell? To help people live a life that God wants them to live? Well, you just think you can run everybody's life? I can't even keep my wife straight. I can't even keep her straight. I'll pay for that later. I can't even run my own life at times. I don't want to run anybody's life. My heart's desire is to teach people to allow God to run their life. Because He does a good job. Much better than I could ever do. I love our country. And I do know this. Truly. If people would just live by the principles of this book, we'd have a great country. I said, no, no. Even if they weren't saved by the grace of God, which everybody should be, but even if they weren't, if they just lived by the principles of this Bible, we'd have a great country. God gives us direction. The problem is, is that we have strayed away from this. Our country was founded on this. On this. And if we'll get back to this, our nation can be great again. I believe there's a few remaining in this nation that believe God, that believe God, and are truly seeking His face. I, I, they're, they're, they're out there. If that's the case, don't take the flag down. Don't take the flag down yet. There's still a God in, in heaven. He's still alive and well. He still loves people. He still hears and answers prayer. He's still seeking to save the lost. And God will bless America when America decides to bless Him. To turn back to Him. But in closing, I want to say, don't take the flag down yet. I don't think God's done. What about you? What do you mean, preacher? Well, are you discouraged about our country? What we have to do is we have to take courage in God. As long as God is still on His throne, and nobody's going to remove Him, as long as He's on His throne, we still have hope. He is still the hope of salvation. He is still the hope for liberty. And He is still the hope for our future here in the United States of America. Don't take the flag down yet. Let's get on our knees and see what God can do. Would you bow your heads with me for a moment? Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Thank you so much for that. No one looking around in respect of others around you in respect of our Lord. For just a moment, please. Perhaps you're in here this morning and you'd say, Preacher, I do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I don't know Him as my personal Savior. I don't know where I'm going to spend eternity. Would you please pray for me? Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. I would really like to pray for you. I, I can't get saved for you, but I'd really like to pray for you. You're here like that this morning. Would you just slip up your hand wherever you're at? 
I'll acknowledge it. I'm not going to point you out. I'll just acknowledge it. I want to pray for you. Preach, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I know Christ is my Savior. Would you please pray for me? Anyone here like that this morning? Would you allow me to pray for you? What you're like to like to do that. You're in here this morning and you say, Preacher, I know our land's in bad trouble. But I, I want to ask you that, to pray with me that I would genuinely seek God's face about what our nation needs and about our country's leaders and trust Him to do what only He can do. Preacher, will you pray with me that, that I will be consistent and praying for our great country. Let me pray with you about that. Can I do that? God bless you. Hands all over the auditorium. I, I appreciate that. God bless you. God bless your honesty. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our country. We thank you for your salvation that was provided by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray for those in here that do not know Christ as their Savior. Only you can convict them. Only you can draw them. We know that. I pray, dear God, that you would. I pray you'd convince them that they are a sinner in need of a Savior. I pray you would convict them deeply of the sin that's in their lives. I pray you'd help them to make that decision to trust Jesus Christ before it's too late. And then for these others, Lord, hands all across the auditorium, help us, God. Help us to get on our knees every day and to pray for our country, pray for its leaders, to pray for your leadership and what need be done. Lord, that you might bless our nation again. Help us to turn from our wicked ways and back to you. Lord, to walk in righteousness and trust you to do what no one else can do in our own lives, certainly, and then in our country. Lord, please bless this invitation time. For those that do not know Christ, I pray that they would come even this morning and allow someone to take a Bible and show them how they can have that all settled. Bless, bless now these next few minutes. We pray and thank you for your goodness.